0: So in a minute, I'm going to show you some things that you might be frightened of. And while John finds that, I'll tell you about them. So, some things that we might be frightened of, we might be frightened of spiders, we might be frightened of worms because they're a bit wriggly and slimy, we might be frightened of the dark, or we might be frightened of mice. Now, would anyone like to guess, which I'm only frightened of one of those things, would anyone like to guess? which of those things I'm frightened of. Which do you think I might be frightened of? Yeah. I'm not frightened of spiders, but that was a good guess. I used to live in a house where there were lots of trees, and every time the weather started to get cold, the spiders would all try and come into our house. So we had lots of spiders, and some of them were really quite big and quite hairy. And I sometimes had to have the job of catching them under a glass. I didn't like to kill them and put something under them and take them and put them outside. So I got very good at spiders. So it's not spiders. Anyone like to have another guess? Yes. Rats, well, mice, that's a mouse, but that's a good guess. Yes, it's mice that I'm frightened of. Last year, we've got a cat. And last year, our cat came into the house with something in her mouth. And when I saw I shouted, Holly, which is her name, and she dropped it, and it was a mouse that was still alive. And it ran under the sofa. And I sat then for half an hour on the other sofa with my feet up, watching this sofa until Graham came home to deal with the mouse. That's how frightened I am with mouse. I'm not frightened of worms. When I was little, I had a big brother and a big sister, and my big brother taught me how to dig worms up and carry them and chase after my big sister to frighten her because she was frightened of worms. That wasn't very nice of me, but I'm not frightened of worms. And I'm not really frightened of the dark. Last uh, A week or two ago, Graham and I were camping at New Wine, and I love it when it's really cozy and it goes really dark inside the tent. But sometimes it's not things that we're frightened of. It's things that we might have to do that we might be frightened of. So we might be frightened of, say, starting a new school that I know some of you will be doing in September or going into a new class. Or the adults might be worried about starting a new job. Some people are frightened about going to the doctor for various reasons. And some people are frightened of going in airplanes. I'm not, but some people are. So I'm just going to give you a few seconds to think about what you're frightened of. You don't have to tell anybody, but just think what you're frightened of. Now, I said you don't have to tell anybody, but if anybody is feeling really brave, would they like to tell us what they're frightened of? Oh, Josiah's feeling brave. Speak the dark the dark. Josiah's frightened of the dark. And I think a lot of people, is anyone else afraid of the dark? Yes, you are. Do you want to tell me something? Is it the dark for you as well? Do you want to tell me? Monsters. 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 I think lots of people would be frightened of monsters, don't you? Anyone else? Any adults? The children are very brave. Any adults brave enough to tell me what they're frightened of? Oh, Ben. What are you frightened of? Ben's a big man. I can't think he'd be frightened of very much. Public speaking. Public (laughs) speaking. Well, Ben was brave there, wasn't he? Very brave. Well done. Okay, thank you. Put that back. And sometimes when we're frightened of things, in our minds they can get bigger and bigger and bigger, can't they? Sometimes the thing that we're frightened of starts to look much bigger than we originally thought it was. So, the little mouse that I was frightened of was probably small enough to fit into a carton like that. But in my mind, it had become a great big thing with claws and teeth which was going to attack me. It was really much bigger. And I think lots of things that we're frightened of, if we keep thinking about them, they get bigger. So, as I said, today, we're continuing to think about Bible heroes, people in the Bible who have been brave and strong. And today we're thinking about David. Now David didn't look much like a hero, he was just a boy. I wonder if any of the children would be brave enough to volunteer to be David. Would any, any, any children want to be a, a David? Come on then, you come and be David. Excellent. What's your name? My name is Omego. Omego. So, Omego does look quite, uh, quite like a hero to me, but David didn't look much like a hero because he wasn't very big, and his job was looking after sheep, and he liked to play the harp and to sing songs. Now, his older brothers looked a bit more like heroes. They were in the army, uh, but David just looked after the sheep. Now, his brothers were in the army because at that time, God's people, the Israelites, were at war with the Philistines. And there were two big armies that were facing up to each other and getting ready to fight. So I'm going to ask you to help me with this. I'd like everybody, if you can, to stand up, please. Now, this side over here, you're the Israelites. This side over here, you're the Philistines. So could you turn and face each other because you're getting ready to fight each other? So you're an army, so can we do a bit of marching, please, to show you're an army? Excellent. Okay, you can stop marching now. Now, you've got to frighten each other because you're getting ready to fight. So can, after, on the count of three, can you make your scariest faces, please? Okay. One, two... Three. Oh, my word. Okay, you better sit down or some of the children might get really frightened here. Okay, so the two armies were both very big and very, very scary. But the Philistines had a secret weapon. They had a soldier called Goliath who was very tall and very, very strong. Now we have, not here we are. (laughs) I'm afraid this is the best I could get. (laughs) No, Goliath was even taller than this, so I'm gonna get him. If you imagine Graham, who's about six feet tall, standing on a chair, that's about how tall Goliath was. So he's pretty scary. (laughs) Thank you, Harry. Oh, you're a very good Goliath. I should have had Harry instead. Not only was he very tall, but he was very strong and very brave. And he had a big sword, and he had lots of very strong armor, and everyone was really frightened of him. Now, the Philistine king had challenged anybody in the Israelite army. He said, rather than all of us fighting, why don't we just, you choose one person to fight Goliath? And we'll arrange a fight, and we'll decide it all that way. Now the Israelite king, King Saul, because nobody really wanted to fight Goliath, he offered a reward for anyone who would volunteer to fight Goliath. But even then, nobody was brave enough to fight. And then David arrived with some food for his brothers. And he said, you can leave your sheep behind because you've come with some food. Let's just put them over there. And he said, I'll fight Goliath. He was very brave. Now, King Saul didn't like that idea, but he was running out of options. There wasn't anybody else. So he agreed that David could fight Goliath. Now, Josiah is going to come and start our reading now, which is going to tell us what happened next. So you need to be able to reach the microphone. That's brilliant. (laughs) So do you want to start the reading? And uh, this reading is from the Message version of the Bible. It's from 1 Samuel 17, because it's from the message, it's very different in the words to the ones in our Bible. So we'll put the words on the screen as well.
1: Okay.
0: Off then you go. Saw, Then Saul outfitted David as a soldier in armor. He put his
1: bronze helmet on his head and belted his sword on him over the armor. David tried to talk, walk, but he could hardly budge. David told Saul, I can't even move with all this stuff on me. I'm not used to this.
0: And he took it all off. Okay, so I haven't got any armor, but Saul wanted David to be well-equipped, so he gave him some armor, which was probably about as big as this, because it was made for a big man, and he gave him some armor, some, uh, some weapons, a sword and a shield, but David said, I can't move with all this on, and so he put it all down and took it off, and he left it behind Okay, Josiah, would you like to read the next bit? Okay. Um,
1: then David took his shepherd's stuff, selected five smooth stones from the brook and put them into his, into the pocket of a shepherd's pack. And with his, his sling in his hand, he, he hand approached the glove.
0: Thank you. So it's instead of using the armour, he had just a slingshot, a catapult, that was what he was probably used to protecting the sheep with, you know, to get the wolves who came a bit too close. And that was all he was going to go against Goliath with. Tell us the next bit, Josiah. Uh,
1: as the Philistine paced back and forth, his seal in front of him, he noticed David. He took one look down on him and sneered, a mere youngster, apple cheeks and peach shrugged. Um The Philistine ri- ridiculed David. I, am I a dog that you come after me with a stick? And he cursed him by his gods. So Goliath
0: just laughed at David. He couldn't believe that they just sent a little boy to help. Okay, can you finish the story for us, Josiah? Okay. Then he started
1: toward David. David took off from the front line, running toward the Philistine. David reached into his pocket for a stone, slung it and hit the hard in the forehead, embedding the stone deeply. The stone crushed, face down into the dirt.
0: Okay, so let's show him how we do it. So this is pull that back and
1: oh missed. Oh,
0: have another, have another go. Go on
1: missed.
0: Sure, this wasn't in the Bible. Oh. <laughs> Got him. Well done, David. Um, yeah. okay, thank you David and Goliath. you can sit down now. you did very well there. thank you. Uh, Graham, if you just stay here to help me with the next bit, please. Thank you Josiah. that was wonderful. thank you. So everyone was very frightened of Goliath because he was big and strong but David knew that God was even bigger and even stronger. So we're going to carry on just being the Israelite and the Philistine armies for a minute. So if, let me get this the right way around. The Philistines, the Philistines are over here. If you can shout the words in white and the Israelites over here, if you could shout together the words in yellow. So Graham, if you could lead that side and I'll lead this side. Our God is bigger. Goliath is brave. Our God is braver. Goliath is strong. Our God is stronger. Thank you. And just before he fought Goliath, this is what David shouted to Goliath. He said, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. David knew that God was bigger and stronger and more powerful than Goliath, in fact, than anything on earth, and that helped him to be brave. I wonder if when David was looking after his sheep, he'd been in some dangerous situations, maybe when there were wolves and mountain lions coming to attack the sheep, and he'd learned to be brave and to trust God. He'd learned that God would look after him, whatever he did. When you're very young, and frightened, sometimes it helps, doesn't it, to hold somebody's hand, somebody who's bigger and stronger than you. It can help you to feel safe, to feel looked after. So I'd like you now just to think back to that thing that you thought about earlier that you were frightened of, whatever you were scared about. And remember that whatever it is, however big and scary it is, God is even bigger and even stronger. Even though we can't see him, he's there with us. So we're going to do some praying now. So I invite you to stand again. Sorry, you've been doing lots of standing again, if you're able to. And we're just going to chat to God and catch from him. So get into a comfortable position. If you're more comfortable sitting down or lying down, that's fine. And first of all, we're going to chat. We're going to tell God... In your heads, just tell God about the thing that you're frightened of. However scary it is, just tell God about it. And imagine, you might want to hold one hand inside another. Imagine that God's holding your hand as you face up to whatever that scary thing is. So in your heads, just tell God about that now. And now we're just going to be quiet for a minute and listen so what God might be saying to you about that scary thing. He might be telling you that he'll look after you. Whatever he's telling you, just listen for a minute and see if God whispers something to you. Father God, thank you that you're always here with us and that you're bigger and stronger than anything we're frightened of. And we pray that as we go out from here, you would just be holding our hands and helping us to face up to whatever we're frightened of. And our next song just reminds us again that God is bigger and greater and stronger than anything in the world.